the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. That's GreatPlainsWindows.com. Business 1440. KYCR Golden Valley. A service of Salem Media Group. Stream on the go with the free Business 1440 app. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Food banks across the country are reporting a surge in demand from families impacted by the coronavirus pandemic. People like this woman who don't normally use such services. Now my hours are cut uh, to three days a week. So that's less income for me and I live alone. So between the mortgage, the car payments and everything else, it's going to be tight. So good thing the stimulus check is coming. Americans apparently still getting used to wearing a face mask outdoors in Los Angeles. Mike Pissaroni says wearing a mask does seem a little strange, but he understands the need. It's different. Uh, I'm not crazy about wearing a mask, you know, but if we're helping to not spread anything to other people, then it's a good thing. The global death toll from the coronavirus has surpassed 100,000 with more than half of the U.S. deaths clustered in the three-state metro area around New York City. This is SRN News. You know, spring cleaning doesn't just mean the deep clean you do around the house once a year. You may want to do some tidying up for your business's digital marketing. And Salem Surround can help. Whether you're just getting started in the world of digital marketing or already have a plan that's not getting results, we give you all the right tools to surround your target audience and turn website visitors into website leads. Salem Surround provides your business with all your marketing needs under one roof. And face it, in 2020, if you're not effectively using digital media, you're behind the competition and losing sales. Salem Surround will help identify any weak points in your marketing strategy and consult with you to bring solutions that will meet your needs and exceed your expectations. Total market saturation for increased return on investment. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and to learn how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundmsp.com surroundmsp.com connecting you with new customers Pro-Life Across America is celebrating its 30th year of saving babies. That's right. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. We began three decades ago, and thanks to our supporters, we now have billboards, radio ads, and internet ads across the country. So what have we learned in these 30 years? No woman wants an abortion. Most feel panic, pressure, and alone. Our hotline receives an average of 200 to 250 calls a month. We connect callers with free, confidential, and life-affirming assistance. Please help continue this legacy of support or post-abortion assistance. Visit us at prolifeacrossamerica.org or to donate today, simply press pound 250 on your cell phone and say the key words, pro-life, pro-life across America, non-political and totally educational. Pro-life across America, the following program was pre-recorded. The Wall Street Business Network is on the air. I want every American to be prepared for the hard days that lie ahead. Basically the worst parts of the Bible. Is it safe? It's the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. States are competing against states. Shameful. Dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. As an educator and former legislator, Professor Banyan steps out of the classroom and onto the airwaves to break down the local and national economic news that matters to you. Shut it down. Screw your P&L. America will pay you more not to work than work. This is a wartime issue, and a wartime mobilization is what's needed. It's like people only do things because they get paid. And that's just really sad. This is the time for all Americans to come together and do our part. We had the greatest economy in the world. We had the greatest economy in the history of our country. I think in the end we'll be stronger for it. When will then be now? Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. Now, here's King Banyan.
King Banyan Show, Business 1440. Gosh, I love that. <laughs> How can you not just rejoice um, to that? Oh. Uh, you know what? And I don't know how many people actually know where that's from. And you, you'll just have to do your own darn research. Um, just like, just like my good friends, uh, John and Eric did for that piece. Okay. I was just telling Eric during the break, I could not help myself. I got to play this thing now because when I heard this audio, I mean, I played it three times. I'm just and my jaw just drops. We have to do it twice. There's okay, and it's long. I I apologize to you. This is a two and a half minute piece of audio. Good radio says I will never play for you two and a half minutes of audio uninterrupted. But the only way to appreciate the full impact of this is to hear it in its entirety. Then we're going to play it a second time. We're going to stop and go and have a little conversation about this clip okay so let me let me set this up for you okay this fellow's name and i never heard of him before even though i believe he's part owner of the uh, golden state warriors uh, is uh chamath palihapitia so uh chamath we'll just call him okay i'm not because i'm not going to pronounce that that name a second time and his twitter handle is just at chamath c-h-a-m-a-t-h if you want to find him, he was on CNBC on Thursday and, and he runs, he runs a company called social capital. Um, and he's talking with the host whose face. Okay. There's something that I refer to. I watch, I have a colleague at the office who from time to time you'll say things to him and you'll just see his face begin to turn and I always say to him, oh, not good. You have Tucker Carlson face, right? Um, this guy goes beyond Tucker Carlson face. If you watch, if you, if, if you find this on CNBC or from Thursday, it has to be seen to be believed in its full, uh, full entirety, but you have to see this. This is, I'm not going to even do anything more than this fellow who's the CEO of Social Capital. All right, bear in mind. CEO of Social Capital, okay, Chamath, is going to talk to CNBC. Play the entire clip. But are, are you suggesting, you keep saying propping up zombie companies. Are, are, you, are you arguing to let airlines, for example, fail? Yes. Why? I mean, how, how does that make sense in the broader scheme of, of the economy? Because it's not, because when you look at what it means, this is why I'm saying, like, this is a lie that's been purported by Wall Street. When a company fails, it does not fire their employees. It goes through a packaged bankruptcy, right? If anything, what happens is the people who have the pensions inside those companies, the employees of these companies, end up owning more of the company. The people that get wiped out are the speculators that own the unsecured tranches of debt or the folks that own the equity. And by the way, those are the rules of the game. That's right, because these are the people that purport to be the most sophisticated investors in the world. They deserve to get wiped out. But the employees don't get wiped out. The pensions don't typically get wiped out. Why does anybody, I just understand, why does anybody deserve, using your word, to get wiped out from a a, a crisis created like like this? How how does anybody deserve to get wiped out? Well, but just be clear, like, who are we talking about? We're talking about a hedge fund that serves a bunch of billionaire family offices. Who cares? Let them get wiped out. Who cares? They don't get to summer in the Hamptons. Who cares? I mean, there are people. You you don't think the employees, you don't think the employees of these companies own stocks? I mean, own their stocks, own the company's stocks? You can you can look on Bloomberg and you can see what percentage of these companies are typically owned by. These, These things are owned by BlackRock. These things are owned by these huge, you know, amorphous organizations, ultimately downstream. And the employee owns a few hundred dollars or a few thousand thousand dollars of shares. I just don't understand. This is like a a natural disaster. And why does anybody deserve to get wiped out? Wouldn't that be immoral in and of itself? No, because what's happening right now is what I'll tell you is on Main Street today, people are getting wiped out. And right now, rich CEOs are not. Boards that had horrible governance are not. Hedge funds are not. People are. Six million people just this week alone basically saying, 
holy mackerel, I don't know how I'm going to make, you know, my own expenses for the next few weeks, days, months. So it's happening today to individual Americans. And what we've done is disproportionately prop up and protect, you know, poor performing CEOs, companies and boards. And you have to wash these people out. Wow. Okay. Now, for me, when I heard that the first time, it sent a shiver down my spine. Not because I was like, yeah, like I was listening to uh, to Carmen Burana, They Are No Fortuna at the beginning. Okay, I told you what the, what the opening song was. Uh, no, 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 no. My reaction to that was, oh, my gosh. This is this is Tea Party and Occupy Wall Street all over again. This is this is like a bad movie that I went to see twelve years ago being replayed. And and I'm like, so we've really not closed that wound at all, have we? Really, it's, it was just so visceral in his reaction. And the fellow who was, it's, I don't know Scott's last name. His first name was Scott, apparently, the, uh, the, uh, the interviewer, uh, the, the news announcer, um, was, was incredulous. And yet, by the time Chamath finishes his two and a half minutes, and and basically mic drops at the end of that, which is incredible. I mean, basically just mic drops at the at the end of it. I, I'm like, God, you know, I think there are going to be a lot of people who are going to watch that and say, Yeah, that guy's right. That guy's right. This is this is absolutely true. Uh, and and I believe that the result of that is going to be there will be a lot of people. Over this long weekend, and there are a lot of people into next week who are going to be replaying that piece. In about five hours, it got half a minute, half a million views on Twitter. Half a million views. Um, last time I looked at it on Thursday evening, about about eight o'clock, it had it had over it had over five hundred and twenty-eight thousand views. I'm five of them. I've now watched it five times and said to myself, I, it's just really quite remarkable. So I'm going to ask Eric, and, and this is going to be a little bit hard because pro- we're probably not going to get through all of this before before the first break, but I want I want to talk you through this because I want you to be prepared for the arguments to come. Because trust me, there are lots of arguments to have. And I don't think the arguments about keeping places open a week, keeping uh, stay-at-home orders a week too long versus a week too slow. Okay? And as I've said to you before, I'm not sure I know enough about epidemiology to give you an informed opinion about that. And I've tried to stay away from it, from the topic. All I know is modeling is really hard. The person that says that they know for sure that that 100 to 240,000 people are going to die in the United States, those folks are already having to revise that number down. We know that. They may have to revise that number back up later. We don't know that. We're not going to know for months what that number is. It doesn't matter. But this part matters. This part matters. Because we have decided, because of, because of the pandemic, We've decided to fire off financial bazooka after financial bazooka. We're ta- I, I'm hearing good friends who are, who are conservative talk show hosts talking about, well, like, we have to get to phase four and then to phase five and then to phase six. It's like, holy cow, guys. Don't the phasers run out of juice after a while in Star Trek? I would think so. Okay. And as you decide to do more and more of this, this is my contention. We'll 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 do the we'll do the the playthrough with a little commentary after the break. But here's the nut of the of the question for me: Have we reopened the the wounds that were left in the aftermath of the great financial crisis? 
Have we, in fact, brought ourselves back to having another tea party saying we can't spend this much money? This is going to be all awful. Uh, why are they doing this? Why are they closing the economy down? And why? And, and are we going to have as well the people on the other side who are going to say, you know what? Just let them die. Guys like Chamath here. Just let them die. Well, we're going to compare that to what we said back in 2009, 2010. Right after this, you are listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. People looking to buy a new fence in Minnesota are lucky. Lucky because unlike with other types of purchases, when it comes to buying a new fence, the choice has been made so darn easy. Only one company truly stands above the rest and has for a long, long time. Midwest Fence has not only been around far longer than anyone else and thus is far more experienced, they're the largest fence company in the state, which means Midwest Fence has the greatest variety of fence designs. You won't believe the seemingly endless styles you can choose from these days. And Midwest Fence buys in such bulk they can keep their prices lower than other companies. That's why if you're ready for a fence, you're just plain lucky. The legendary fence company that's been making people smile since Truman was president is but a phone call away and ready to stop out and deliver a free estimate. Your turn to smile, folks. Learn more at MidwestFence.com. Limitless access to business and investment strategy. Listen to Business 1440 with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities and invest worldwide. In the Army National Guard, family means everything. They really appreciate what she's done as a sister as well as a soldier and, you know, supporting their country. Our parents, they were really supportive that all five of us would join family members that are soldiers in the Army National Guard inspire and influence, setting a path for others. It's validating knowing that, you know, I kind of did my part to make sure this is what they actually wanted and that they feel the same way I do. I'm really proud that we get to help shape the future. And I know that my sisters are going to be amazing soldiers. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard instills pride that you and your family will share in. A lot of pride, and they're just out there doing something every day and then serving the country as well. I got my education because of the Guard. I got to travel a little bit and experience a whole different culture. Visit NationalGuard.com to learn more about part-time service. Sponsored by the Minnesota Army National Guard. Aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and this station. Millions plan for retirement online. Estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, and manage your benefits all from the comfort of your home. And give yourself the freedom to do what you want offline. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Business 1440 and iHeartRadio, they go together like pennies and pinching. Listen anytime, anywhere at iHeart.com or with the free iHeartRadio mobile app. Welcome back. King Banyan Show. Business 1440. Again, um, happy Easter weekend to you. Glad you could be here with us. And it's why it's a little awkward for me to play this, but it was such a moment. It was such a moment on CNBC. So the uh, the the news the news host uh, at CNBC was Scott Wapner. I I sh- should have realized I recognized the face, but couldn't put the name to him uh, before. But Scott Wapner on CNBC on Thursday interviews a fellow. I had I admit I had never heard of this person before. Chamath Palapitiya, who runs basically a venture capital firm called Social Capital. Um, and, and, uh, I think is part, part owner of the Golden State Warriors. Um, not, not the controlling owner, but part owner and, uh, and, uh, was, uh, past chairman of, uh, Virgin Galactic. Um, so he has some, he has some real experience. 
he comes on to TV, he comes on to TV on CNBC on Sunday. I think this is on Squawk and says, uh, yeah, maybe it was on Squawk. Maybe it was during the during the show during the during the uh, trading hours. And he decides to sort of teach us all a lesson about what the purpose of bank of bailouts and bankruptcies are. And it truly felt to me like one of those moments um, that sort of crystallizes for you, sort of like Rick Santelli crystallizing the Tea Party, um, you know, back in 2009. So as I listened to it, as, as I listened to that piece, what I found myself thinking, thinking was that in my head. I'm curious what you think. And I, so I'm going to ask Scott, I'm going to ask, excuse me, ask Eric to play it again. And I'm going to ask him to stop and start it from time to time so that I can so I can pick out little bits of it. But we're going to start it up again, and I'm just going to ask Eric to keep his finger on the trigger. Go ahead. But are, are you suggesting, you keep saying propping up zombie companies. Are, are, you, are you arguing to let airlines, for example, fail? Yes. Why? I mean, how, how does that make sense in the broader scheme of, of the economy? Why does it make sense in the broader scheme of the economy? So here's... So the option, the alternative is that you let, you, you let them go to bankruptcy, right? You let them go to bankruptcy. And Scott Wapner's reaction to that is, well, what sense does that make? And this is where Chama says, well, actually, I think in this case it makes a lot of sense. Continue. Because it's not, because when you look at what it means, this is why I'm saying, like, this is a lie that's been purported by Wall Street. When a company fails, it does not fire their employees. Stop. Not necessarily true. Okay. A company in bankruptcy can continue to operate. Okay. But you have to distinguish between two different types of bankruptcies, right? The bank bankruptcy law is not just one chapter. There's a series of chapters in bankruptcy. There's chapter. And so you'll hear about a company filing for chapter 11. Chapter 11 doesn't mean that this, okay, Chamath is right. If you go to Chapter 11, your business can continue to operate. Someone has to step in and provide you with the money to pay the workers so that you can keep operating. It's known as a debtor-in-possession loan. And it gets first priority. Before anybody else gets paid, a company in bankruptcy that in Chapter 11, where the judge certifies this company is now in proceedings under Chapter 11, the next thing that the judge says is, who's going to provide money to keep this company afloat until we can figure out how to reorganize it? Because that's what Chapter 11 does. It reorganizes. And it says to everybody else around you, get, you know, it says, says to everybody else, don't, you know, hang on. You can't foreclose on them yet. They're getting reorganized. We'll get back to you on how you're going to get paid later. But the person that provides the debtor in possession money that person, that person gets paid back before anybody else, generally speaking. I am not a bankruptcy lawyer. I did not play one on TV, and I didn't stay at a Holiday Inn last night, but I think I got that part of it right. Continue. Through a packaged bankruptcy, right? If anything, what happens is the people who have the pensions inside those companies, the employees of these companies, end up owning more of the company. The people that get wiped out are the speculators that own the unsecured tranches of debt or the folks that own the equity. And by the way, those are the rules of the game. That's right. Stop. These He's right. Those are the rules of the game if you're going through Chapter 11, right? If you can get someone else to buy the assets and bring the company back out of bankruptcy. He's right. That's Chapter 11. There's also Chapter 7. Chapter 7 is known as liquidation. We sell the assets. We sell. So if we're talking about airlines. We sell the planes. We sell the, the, the landing rights and the, and the uh, gate rights at the various airports. We sell all that stuff off. We pay, we pay our workers what we owe them. We put some money, hopefully, into the pension. Maybe they get paid back. Maybe they don't. I know this story pretty closely. My father back in, in, in the early 80s worked for a company that did go bankrupt, that did, that did try to file Chapter 11 during the recessions of, 82, of 80, 
82 to 84. Guess what? They didn't come out of chapter 11. They went to chapter 7. They had to sell the stuff. My father was the guy that turned the key in the lock and handed the key to the bank. His pension from that particular job, uh, till the day he died and still now pays to my mom, about $90 a month. That's all that was left for the pension fund. It doesn't have to turn out that way, Chamath. And you know that, sir. You know that. You're taking an awfully big risk with other people's money. An awfully big risk with other people's money. Okay? And I want to be careful because there's a version of bankruptcy in which Chamath is right. But there's a version of bankruptcy in which he doesn't, and this is the only disappointing part about this whole interview, which was otherwise wildly entertaining, is... Scott Wapner apparently didn't know the difference between Chapter 7 and Chapter 11 or Chapter 13, which I'm not going to get into because it probably wouldn't apply in this case. But he didn't seem to know his way around the, the various elements of bankruptcy. Continue. These are the people that purport to be the most sophisticated investors in the world. They deserve to get wiped out. But the employees don't get wiped out. The pensions don't typically get wiped out. Why does anybody, des- I just understand, why does anybody deserve, using your word, to get wiped out from a, a, a crisis created like, like this? How, how does Stop. anybody deserve to- How does anybody deserve? I know I cut him off a little early. That's okay. Uh, I wasn't exactly sure how far to get into this because I, I, we only got this audio about six hours ago. I didn't rehearse it enough. How do you know, how, why does anybody deserve to do this? Look. This is not about deserving, and I want to be careful about this. This is not about deserving something. You can do everything exactly right and end up with a terrible outcome that causes you to go to bankruptcy. Bankruptcy is not reserved for the people who who screwed up and who deserve to lose their money. Okay? Okay. Yes, there are liquidations in which there are Chapter 7 proceedings in which the person who actually ends up with Bupkis deserved nothing. Deserved deserved a big fat zero. There are people that go through Chapter 7 who probably should have to pay, but because they got in early enough and protected enough of their own personal assets, still get to walk away with a pretty decent life while the the people that get left behind including the workers, including the pensioners, get left out to dry. Okay? That happens. But the more fundamental point is this. People can go through bankruptcy not deserving it, but because they ended up getting a bad outcome. Okay? Great people with great businesses are going to go bust this year. There's no two ways around it. The restaurant that was doing really well, we talked about in the last hour, that had 80 seats and was turning 60 of them and being able to make a nice living for a crew of, uh, a crew of six, six back, you know, back-of-the-house uh, chefs and... And uh, let's say a dozen front staff uh, between your servers and your and your bartender and your and, and, and your table and your table bussers and so forth. That business is gone. It's no fault of their own. They had nothing to do with coronavirus. But they're going to go to bankruptcy. And the guy that put his money into it will not deserve what happened to him, but it will happen to them anyway. So this deserving stuff, where the heck does that come from? Bankruptcy happens to really, really, really good people. Continue. To get wiped out. But but, but just be clear, like, who are we talking about? We're talking about a hedge fund that serves a bunch of billionaire family offices? Who cares? Stop. Let them get wiped out. We're not. We're not talking about them. Yes, some of them are that. But to characterize every single person that goes through bankruptcy as being a hedge fund millionaire is... I don't know. I don't know. I, you know, I, I get that you're going to say that about TWA. Or not TWA. Okay. That'll show my age. My gosh. I can get that you're going to talk about airlines that way. 
And did the airlines do everything perfectly? No. Did they buy back too much stock? Hard to say. I'm not willing. I'm not willing to go out that far. I don't. Ha- I, I don't have a strong opinion about about buyback of, of of those particular stocks. What I can tell you is, bankruptcy happens to people who didn't deserve it, but it happens to them anyway. You know what? It's part of what it means to take risk, and I'll explain why I mean about that right after this. You're listening to the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. We have reached the age where things just cost more. Cars, Mm -hmm. phones, Mm -hmm. life insurance. Your blood pressure is up. (laughs) Your weight is up. (laughs) You're one to talk. I have type 2 diabetes, so I'm getting dinged just like you. Thank goodness for Big Lou. Big Lou! Big Lou can get term life insurance rates for a 50-year-old male with type 2 diabetes or high blood pressure, or maybe he's on anxiety meds, Mm -hmm. for just around $200 a month for a million dollars of coverage. Oh, you got to say that again. Go ahead. Okay, I'll say it. Big Lou and term provider could get a 50-year-old man, a little dinged up, a million dollars in life insurance for around $200 a month. Call Big Lou. Big Lou. He's like you. 800-555-2085. That's 800-555-2085. Don't put it off. If you're overweight, diabetic, have high blood pressure, you gotta call Big Lou. Gotta. 800-555-2085. Write it down. 800-555-2085. Whoa, look at all these options. You could fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream Business 1440. Top shelf choices include TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com, our free app, and Radio.com. I'm Staff Sergeant Mark Anthony I'm Madrid. Staff Sergeant Smith Cal. I'm Staff Sergeant I'm Alex I'm Staff Keaton. Sergeant William Lewis, and I am proud to defend my family and our nation. The Air Force Reserve is part of the story of this great nation. I'm grateful that I have a chance to wear the uniform of the heroes that went before me. I'm proud to be part of a team that helps make a difference in the world. Every day, men and women from communities across this nation serve as reserve citizen airmen. Even as technology evolves and changes, our commitment to defend and protect this nation remains steadfast. We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving. We celebrate our proud history and look towards an exciting and uniting future. Our mission is to fly, fight, and win in air, space, and cyberspace. And I am proud to be a member. And I'm proud to serve in the United States. And I am proud to protect our country. Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve. AFreserve.com. How do you define strength? Is it physical? Or is it mental? Maybe it's both. Maybe it's whatever empowers a person to dig deeper, fight harder, and overcome obstacles that once seemed insurmountable. Discover how much stronger and more confident your children can be. Encourage them to participate in a sport when they go to high school. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. Salem Surround partners with your business to deliver custom digital marketing solutions. Surround your target audience wherever they engage, search, surf, socialize, or review to keep your business top of mind. Learn more at minneapolis.salemsurround.com. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, Business 1440. I like that sound. It makes me move in my empty basement. Yep, I got just about nothing down here, and it's okay. I hope you can follow us along here on uh, on uh, at Pound KBRS. Uh, that's that's where you find us. Uh, hang on a second. Just going to make sure we've got uh, got my screen up here. Um, Pound KBRS is how you find uh, the King Banyan Show on Twitter. Uh, we're talking about uh, we're talking about uh, Chamath uh, Palapitia of Social Capital on CNBC with Scott Wapner, who's basically said, you know, bankruptcies, ah, that just hurts the rich people. That just hurts the rich people. It's not going not going to be a problem. There's there's some elements of truth to this. 
and I get this, but I, I want you to hear a little more of this because I've got one other fundamental point to make about this. So my first point has been bankruptcies can hurt a lot of people. That's one. My second point has been you can do everything right and go bankrupt. It's part of taking risk. And anyone that wants to say, you know, you kind of that's kind of what you signed up for, I get it. You're kind of right. You're, you're, you're kind of right. But I want you to listen to more of this. Continue the continue that recording, please, Eric. Wiped out. Who cares? They don't get the summer in the Hamptons. Who cares? I mean, there are people. You, you don't think the employees? Table, on, Scott. You don't if think you the employees of these companies table, own stocks? I mean, own their stocks? Own the company's stocks? You can you can look on Bloomberg and you can see what percentage of these companies are typically owned by. These these things are owned by BlackRock. These things are owned by these huge. You know, amorphous organizations ultimately downstream and the employee owns the These huge amorphous organizations. That's the point where I'm like, oh, you know, oh, I think he's on. What's the, what's the clip? Isn't it from? Uh, it's from Animal House, right? Where John where John Belushi is giving the speech and uh, it's don't stop him. He's on a roll. Okay, yeah, he's there saying. Hey, you know, I, I, at this point, I hope the producer's talking to Wapner saying, let him go, man. He is just, he's hes on a roll. Just let him go. And Wapner keeps trying to step into this thing. And he's like, and then he does the amorphous organizations and that individuals own very little stock. Yes, in the larger scheme, if you just take the share of equities that are owned by the lower 50% of the income distribution... It's a tiny fraction, but it's not tiny to them. Okay, to them, that's a lot of money. You know, when someone, you know, do you think that do you think uh, Berkshire Hathaway cares that I own one share of its stock? It probably treats me well. It sends me it sends me uh, uh, notices. I'll tell you what, that one share of Berkshire Hathaway, which is worth six figures, it's a lot of my wealth. And if you decide that I'm the retail guy who's just going to get burned at the end there, but really, I sorry about you, but I just really wanted to get the guys from BlackRock. Uh, something, there, there's, something, there's something interesting about that. Continue. A few hundred dollars or a few thousand thousand dollars of shares. I just don't understand. This is like a a natural disaster. And why does anybody deserve to get wiped out? Wouldn't that be immoral in and of itself? No, because what's happening right now is what I'll tell you is. Stop. Okay. I want you to stop right there because at that particular moment, at that particular moment, Wapner's gone a little too far. What he's saying is, in essence, anytime there's a natural disaster, the person to whom the natural disaster happens is not responsible for, for the result. The person that suffers the natural disaster has to have their losses socialized by the rest of the world. All right, follow along with me. Right? So if I operate a company, okay, if I understand Scott Wapner's view of the world, his view is if I operate a company and I do bad stuff, Okay, I buy back a lot of my own shares so that I can give uh, I can give uh, high stock prices and and basically backdoor dividends disguised as capital gains so they get better tax treatment. If I do all that, yeah, I deserve to be wiped out. But if I if my firm gets gets hit by if if my firm happens to operate a bunch of cruise ships around the world that no one wants to get on anymore because they're afraid of getting sick. The rest of the world ought to compensate me because that's a natural disaster. And at this point, at this point, Chamath, who up to this moment, I'm thinking to myself, this guy's like this guy is this guy is basically John Belushi uh, giving giving the Pearl Harbor speech. I'll pretty much sticks the landing at the end of this. Go ahead and continue to play. Street today people are getting wiped out. And right now, rich CEOs are not. Boards that had horrible governance are not. Hedge funds are not. People are. Six million people just this week alone basically saying, holy mackerel, I don't know how I'm going to make you know, my own expenses for the next few weeks. 
Dave. Stop. 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 That. That was the Rick Santelli moment. These guys are getting bailed out. You're not. Well, guess what? They already did come forward and say, right, we're going to have this payroll protection plan. Small and medium-sized businesses are going to get loans from banks covered by the SBA, backstopped by the Federal Reserve and the U.S. Treasury, and that's going to take care of all that. That's going to take care of all that particular, that, all that. That's going to take care of all of them. As I said last week here on the King Banyan Show, basically what that does is place these workers back on the payrolls of these, of these businesses and gives those businesses about eight weeks of money. And if, you, and if everything gets under control, then they can go back to normal in eight weeks. And, and if everybody chooses to come back and buy goods and services and engage in the same pattern of trade, if I keep going back to the same gym and the same restaurants and, and golf at the same rate I did before and go on the same vacations I did before, everything's going to be fine. But you don't know that, and I don't know that. Okay? And what... And this is where I think he's going to find, Chamath is going to find some real resonance with people. Because what he's saying is they don't know that the job they're going to go back to in eight weeks, even after getting paid, they don't know that that job's going to be there. You don't think, you don't think the server at the restaurant that my son, my son cooks at, you don't think she's worried about, about whether or not that place is going to be there in six months? Of course she is. I can tell you my son is there who's who's trying to make ends meet by running a takeout business he's worried everybody's worried and and what he, what Chamath is saying is these these deals that are being made that are providing all this money to the airlines and to various industries to the the fracking industry those folks aren't just getting eight months worth of mo- eight weeks worth of money. They're getting a whole lot more than that. Whole lot more than that. Continue. It's happening today to individual Americans. And what we've done is disproportionately prop up and protect, you know, poor performing CEOs, companies, and boards. And you have to wash these people out. Wow! <laughs> wow! All I can say is Wow! Yeah. All you can say is, wow. Just wipe them out. Guess what? They're not going to get wiped out. I mean, if you go back, I mentioned in the first, in the first hour, Bear Stearns, right? At the, end of, at, the end of, at the end of the Bear Stearns piece, the owner, the, the CEO of Bear Stearns lost, and, and they would make a point of saying he lost over 70% of his wealth. It left him, it left him, with with only probably about one point four billion dollars worth of wealth. He had been worth he had been worth you know three times that, four times that, and he was left with one point four billion. And my reaction would be your reaction. He'll get along. He'll be all right. And that's from a place that did go bankrupt, where they, in essence, had to buy them off at $2. They agreed to be bought out at $2 a share for, for a stock that had paid in the hundreds. He was willing to leave at $2 a share. They eventually, in fact, left at more like $10 a share. But that's where they went. Tell me you don't think that might be the moment where everyone's like, holy cow. I predict at your Easter dinner tomorrow, if you say, did you hear that guy from Social Capital? If you saw that Chamath guy, I'll bet at least one person heard it, too. Have a nice conversation. Back after this, King Banyan Show, Business 1440. Business 1440 is KYCR Golden Valley. Imagine setting a goal for yourself today that will help you and your family forever. There are amazing opportunities in the markets right now. Improving your financial awareness provides the path for you to be the best steward of your money. Maybe it's to manage your broker better or learning the skills to self-direct. 
or maybe it's to create a little extra income. Start improving your financial awareness today. Call Online Trading Academy at 952-814-4410 or go to learnwithota.com. Being a teenager is tough. There's the constant pressure to be liked. Endless worrying about college. Cyberbullying, high expectations, all the negativity. There's no question. Being a teenager is tough. And what do Minnesota's teens do when they want to block out the noise and clear their heads? We fight! Research shows that teenagers who participate in high school sports have lower stress levels, more confidence, and greater self-esteem. And then there's the biggest benefit of all. High school sports are fun. Not just fun. They're a lot of fun. (laughs) Encourage your teenagers to participate in a sport or activity when they go to high school. They'll stress less and smile more. And they'll be laying the foundation for a happier, healthier future. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. Thinking about life insurance? What if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated price competitive companies? Well, that's exactly what happens when you call SelectQuote Life. For example, George is 40. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $25 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino. And believe me, if SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For a free quote, call 800-523-3771. That's 800-523-3771. 800-523-3771. Or go to SelectQuote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors. Not available in all states. Get that Pick it up or take it out, rackshacktogo.com or rackshackdelivery.com. It's so easy. Hey, you've been working hard. Half the staff is gone and your crew needs a lift. Go to rackshacktogo.com for pickup or rackshackdelivery.com and we'll bring it out to you. It's America's food and the right thing to do. Get that rackshack attack, rackshack barbecue. Oh, 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 yeah. What? Over? Did you say Over? Nothing is over until we decide it is. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German? Forget it, he's rolling. It ain't over now. Because when the going gets tough... The tough get going! Who's with me? Let's go! Come on! Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, what condition my condition was in. I woke up this morning with the Sunday. I am old enough to actually remember when this was on the radio. I found my I have never seen the full bone musical. Live, I mean. I've seen the I've seen the movie. I haven't seen but I haven't seen it in a theater. Uh, so, I, and I would love to. If 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 that if that was playing with a good cast anywhere near me, I would I'd make the drive. But would I do it now? Yeah, I don't know. I guess not. Maybe not. Maybe not until I'm really really sure there's a cure. Look, as you go away for uh, the Easter weekend and spend time with family, and I know you're not going to be able to actually be with family. So many of us, me me included, will probably get in front of a screen. Um, maybe with a plate of food, though I hate that. I hate eating on a screen, having people watch me eat over, over a screen. Um, it looks awful. So I, I, I don't know that I'll do that part, but I'll certainly visit with my mom and my family. Um, the sight of seeing her, um, be able to see all her grandchildren pop up on a Google Hangout was, well, it made life worth living. Uh, it was just, it, it was one of, it, it's, it's going to be my memory of the shutdown was watching the happiness on her faces. Grandchild after grandchild appears on, on the screen looking like the Brady bunch. 
in 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 an array in because we were we were doing it in squares on on a on a zoom call um and you can talk about you know how how good this is going how bad this is going how how terrible things are don't here's my here's i've got a couple points to make first of all be kind to each other and even be kind to people who maybe are looking at this thing through a political lens because it's not it's not that hard to do and there are people who look at it through a political lens that is not the lens that you look through and you know what you're going to have to sort of accept that's okay i got into this talking to somebody because i read this story apparently there was a and you can share this story around your uh your your easter google hangout um there was a story about someone who had come up in the white house with a plan to make millions upon millions of masks and in essence send every american household masks Remember when we were told not to wear them? Yeah. Well, guess what? That turns out to be wrong. Haha, ha, the Asians were right. Wear your mask. Um, and I'm not even making that point today. But they, a group of people in the room said, this sounds like a great idea. So we could actually get people to make a bunch of masks. Then we could go down to the post office. And we could put these masks in the post office. And the post office can then deliver those masks to every household. I'll be great. Somebody somewhere along the way as they were going along said, you know what? That's crazy. That's just not going to work. We're not going to be able to do that. We don't know how to do that. And I'm actually glad that somebody in, the, in, in this White House realized that that was probably not a great idea. Remember, these are folks that are trying to figure out how to give away $350 billion of loans to help small and medium-sized businesses stay alive. And they're struggling like heck. And at the same time they're struggling like heck, they're also trying to pass a bill to basically double the size of, of what they're doing. Okay. We have to evaluate. We have to evaluate what's happening in light of the fact, you know, you're not going to have the government policy that's perfect. You're going to have the, you don't have the policymakers that are perfect. And, and guess what? If the person you want to be president is the president, and if the person you want to be running Congress is running Congress, it's still not going to be perfect. Because there's so many things we simply don't know. I don't know that if... if, if my governor or your governor or some other governor is right to keep keep uh, us on stay-at-home orders for three weeks, four weeks, or five weeks. They're, it's very hard to figure out what the costs and benefits are. We don't even really know how many people have died from this thing and won't know for weeks. There's a great podcast I highly recommend with Jonah Goldberg and Lyman Stone. Lyman Stone's a scholar at AEI, American Enterprise Institute. And he explains how we actually collect the statistics on who dies because we always thought, well, dead people, we can count dead people. Yeah, you can count, you can count dead people. You don't know what they died of and you don't know how someone wrote it down. So I don't, you know, I, I encourage you to listen to it. It's an excellent podcast. It was just put out like on, on Wednesday of this week. And... As you sit around, say, you realize that what you need to do is be able to say, would the reasonable person with the imperfect information we have right now, with the system of government and the bureaucracy that they would be inheriting, are they able to do the kinds of things that your policy, your brilliant plan is able to accomplish? And my, which my answer is probably not. It's going to be clumsy. We're going to decide to get off these stay-at-home orders. And much like what's happening now in Asia, we might have to put some back on. And out of, a, out of an abundance of caution, which is not one of my favorite expressions, okay, I would like you to have just the right amount of caution. But I also understand that the cost of being cautious in one direction and the cost of being incautious in the other direction 
are very different and and both of them are unknown we still have people arguing about exactly what it is about COVID-19 that kills we don't actually know entirely what that process looks like yet and yet we're supposed to know precisely what day the stay-at-home order is supposed to be removed just approach the whole thing with a little caution and with a little modesty Okay, that's kind of where I am. I'm, I'm dealing with epistemic uncertainty and therefore with modesty and humility in saying, I don't know. And as you gather around the Easter Zoom meeting, I would guess you're going to be saying a lot of I don't know too. My mind is a raging torrent flooded with rivulets of thought cascading into a waterfall of creative alternatives. None of which are likely to actually be true. (laughs) Sadly enough. And so I think it makes more sense to to have these conversations, when you have the conversation with your folks down down around the, the, the table, to say something very simple which is this. We don't know whether or not how many people this is, this is going to kill. We don't know the amount of damage it's going to do to the economy. It's going to do damage. It will do lasting damage. It will change. The longer this goes on, the longer we live in these shutdown orders, the more it's going to change the patterns by which we trade, the more it is that more businesses will be damaged and the types of ways in which we interact with others will be different. Those are all going to change, and the change grows at an exponential rate. But I can't tell you how many people have died from this. So can I tell you for sure that we should shut, we should end the shutdown this week versus next week? No. I'd be a lousy economist if I told you that. So instead, raise your glass and, uh, and be thankful that he is risen. And... And just be thankful that you're still here, living in his glory. Have a great week. Happy Easter. This is King Banyan Show, Business 1440. If you thought it was safe putting your money into a retirement plan all these years, then think again, because you're about to get sucker punched by the biggest tax to hit Americans' retirement savings in over a 100 years. Everything you've worked for and put away for retirement, this Congress is coming for it, using a new law that gives the IRS the green light to be able to confiscate 30% or more of your retirement savings. It's all spelled out in plain English in this free new book from the Center for Retirement Security. Get your free copy of The New American Retirement Plan and learn how you can still take back your retirement from the prying hands of Uncle Sam. Simply text the word RETIRE to 95999. On page 62, you'll learn the first move you need to make to save your IRAs and 401k. On page 143, how you can legally collect up to 76% more every month on your Social Security payouts. Text RETIRE to 95999 for your free copy. Text RETIRE to 95999. I can't believe we have to make this commercial. It's ridiculous. You'll think it's ridiculous, too. Listen to this. This commercial is about, well, it's about parents being rude at high school athletic events. Ridiculous, right? It gets worse. Studies show more than 75% of new high school officials are quitting because of bad adult behavior. So now there's a shortage of refs here in Minnesota in almost all sports. No officials means no more games. Is that what you want for us? Come on, parents. It's time to grow up. Cheer for your team. Be proud of your children. But stop being so ridiculous. And don't make us run another commercial. Because we will. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. Reminding you to always practice good sportsmanship. Pro-life across America, the people. 
remember when we found out we were expecting you and we were so surprised. You were? Yep, but then we heard your heartbeat and knew you were going to change our lives. What happened after that? Well, you grew and grew in my tummy. You started kicking, sucking your thumb, and even making a fist. No wonder I was a surprise. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives or assistance or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Or better yet, simply dial pound 250 on your cell phone and say the keyword pro-life. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception.